Thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Ken Cairns, a weekly sports card podcast with lessons he's learned in the hobby and life lessons he's learned along the way. So sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded is the cards. You are now on with Ken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with me, your host, Ken. I'm a retired teacher documenting my hobby journey here on the pod, finding teachable moments to share with all of you along the way. Don't forget to hit me up on social media on Instagram at sportscard underscore lessons. Hit the follow button. And you can also find me on YouTube by searching Sports Card Lessons. If you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, and most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. Welcome, everybody. I'm really excited for today's guest. I feel he's one of the OGs of the hobby. And every time we talk, he has such a wealth of knowledge. I feel like a student learning so much from him about the hobby. You know him on Instagram at behind underscore the underscore diamond. Welcome, John. John, how you doing today? What's up, Ken? What's up? How you doing, guys? Uh, thanks so, for having me on today. So happy to have you on here. You know, last time we... Uh, we were together was at national and we were talking um, and all the, all the conversation we're having, everything you were saying, it, I, what did I say to you? I said, I, I really need to have you on as a guest because every time I talk to you, I'm just learning something. You're just such a wealth of knowledge. I mean, how long have you been in the hobby? Well, I've been collecting since I opened up my first pack when I was six years old. Uh, but I've been dealing, I, I set up at my first card show in 1998. So it's wow. been 25 years. Yeah. And that yeah. was a Wednesday night show. Actually, I was going to work and uh, in Long Island. I worked for Grumman at the time. Uh, and I was driving up the road and I saw like a big sign that says sports card show every Wednesday from four o'clock to nine o'clock. And I'm like, oh, man, all right. It's only five minutes away from my job. I get out of work at three o'clock, you know, maybe I can do this on, on Wednesday, you know, and stuff. So I asked the, I asked the guy, I, I called up Frank. He was the, uh, he was actually the promoter of the show back then. And he said, yeah, come on down. It's like the 25 table show. And back then it was only $20 for the table. <laughs> and uh, he gave me an eight foot table. And I did that show religiously for probably seven seven years straight and then he then he switched it over to a saturday show and it was it, it was every wednesday too it wasn't only once a month it was every wednesday every wednesday now when you started to set up this this was stuff that you you had been collecting all you know through your childhood and stuff and then this is what you put on your table or did you go out and say i need to get inventory to sell at the show but i put a couple of pieces of memorabilia at my on my table um, I had a, well, before I set up at the show, I'm kind of anal. So I kind of had to have like, I needed a showcase. So I, I bought, before I called them up, I bought like a showcase and it was like a wooden one. And it was like, you know, one of the, one of the ones, actually the ones that you have in the back there, it was like a wooden one yeah. back with like dividers in between and stuff like that. And, uh, so that was the first showcase that I ever bought for myself. I think it was like 75 bucks. And I bought it. So I only had one showcase. 
one box of like 25 cent cards and a couple of pieces of memorabilia that I've been collecting and stuff. So I just tried it out, put it on a table. Most of my stuff was Yankee stuff uh, and a couple of Knicks. And, you know, and I, I kind of, you know, I follow the sports. So I kind of knew what people may, may want, but it was a lot easier back then. You know, back then it was a lot easier. So, you know, people used to love to go through, I mean, they still do, but go through dollar boxes. So, you know, it was only $20 for the, for the table. I yeah. think that first show I made like 250 bucks and I was like, wow. Oh my God, you know, <laughs> it was, it was awesome. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, I'll be back next time. And then, uh, actually there was this one, there was this one, one guy, older guy came to the show every Wednesday. He was a psychiatrist. I became really good friends with this guy. He had a lot of money. He ended up buying from me every week religiously. You know, if it was 80 bucks, 100 bucks. So thanks to him, like, I I kept doing it, you know, every week. Just to hang out with him. We ordered pizza. It was just a cool, close-knit group of guys that I actually still know today. Yeah. You know, them set up at the National. Yeah. Uh, I put a couple of cards in one of the guys showcases at the national uh, this year that I used to set up at with, with and stuff. So like a lot, a couple of them passed away, but a couple of them are still around and still doing yeah. this today. Yeah. So it was a really cool, you know, experience. And, uh, you know, I just loved it. You know, yeah. uh, every Wednesday was just like my time, you know what I mean? Went so to work. So has it been a, a constant? Like, have you been, since then, have you just been doing shows since? Did you take time off or did you just keep just straight been, on through? I've been doing show. I mean, I raised, you know, I, I was raising three kids at the time and stuff, you know, I was, but like, I did do shows religiously, like every, yeah. you know, whenever, I mean, I missed a few here and there, but yeah. I missed a, a Hofstra show, but the Hofstra show wasn't a Hofstra show back then. It was at the farming, it was at, in Farmingdale. So mm -hmm. it was like a couple of different, you know, switches along the way. But uh, yeah. JP Sports that runs the Hofstra and the Rockland, you know, the, you know, the one, the East Coast National and stuff. Um, he actually started, he bought shows off of somebody and then he started running them. And, and I just, mm. you know, did the Plainview show, did the Long Island shows. Yeah. And then I did a couple of Jersey shows here and there. Mm -hmm. So it was just a, you know. It was fun because we, not mainly because I was making money. It wasn't even about that. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, talking about sports. And yeah. I love talking about sports. I love arguing about sports. I love, <laughs> you know, figuring out like who's play, you know, what players are, are hot, what players are not, who are the goats, yeah. who aren't the goats, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So it wasn't really, it wasn't so much the hobby, but the hobby community too, really, is what, what kept you going. Oh, uh, the hobby, it was, it was just, Ken, I couldn't explain how, how awesome it was every Wednesday because stuff came out every Wednesday, wax. Yeah. So the dealer there that, that had the wax, actually, uh, Seymour, he, he actually has a store out here. He doesn't do the national anymore, but he did the national for about 40 years. And uh, he used to have a whole bunch of boxes and the boxes were affordable back then. Yeah. And, you know, we used to just break all the new products that came out. And we should just say it was almost like a just like a, a club, you know, like just sitting there and just hanging out. And, you know, we didn't even care at that point if there was 10 people that walked through the door or 20 or 50, mm -hmm. you know, each year it, it got less and less. You know, it, it went from like 100 people walking in on a Wednesday, every Wednesday. Then it went from like 70, then 50. Then I saw some declining 
numbers, but I still never gave up. I still yeah. did them. I still did every show, mm. even if we had only 10 people walking in that room. So, so when you would show up on a Wednesday and you would get these boxes of wax, were these cards you were just ripping and then putting right in your case or, or were you keeping Rip it for it. your PC or a little bolt? No, nah, I wasn't. There was no, there was no PC except for Don Manningly. Don Manningly is my PC. And actually John Stockton is my PC too. I love John Stockton. So yeah. it's John Stockton, Don Manningly, Patrick Ewing. But like I, when I opened up these cards, now nah, they went right in the, right in the top loader, right in my case. Yeah. We yeah. actually, you know, if I spent 40 bucks on a box, you know, sometimes I took a hit and I just sold the whole box for 20 bucks just to open up another box. You know what I mean? <laughs> just to keep going and going. Yeah. It was just yeah. an all, it was just an awesome experience. And I, and I'm actually thankful for, he's not around anymore, but Frank was a really good promoter and, yeah. you know, and, and that's the Hicksville show. So actually, you know, I know we're going off topic, but I, I took over the Hicksville show. Mm-hmm. So that was the show that I first started selling at. Yeah. Passed away and then I took it over. How long have you been doing the Hicksville show? Um, 2015. Yeah. I took a little, like a year off in 2018, you know, because it actually, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't doing that great. Yep. <laughs> it, you know, 30 people walking in and, you know, it was more of a, just hanging out. And, you know, at that point dealers wanted to make money, you know, it wasn't like, you know, but yeah. it was, you know, then, then it, before the pandemic, it actually took off. Mm-hmm. It was taken off before the pandemic. And then the pandemic happened and then it just started, you know, even getting better. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like all the shows in that area, Long Island, New York, New Jersey, it seems like all those shows are are just so much traffic that come in. Oh, yeah. And everybody knows each other, too, which is great. I'm sure that's, you know, the same for Jersey and Connecticut. Yeah. You know, everybody knows each other. And, mm-hmm. you know, even if you even if you don't make a sale, like, you know, I never worried about making sales. It's, it wasn't about it mm-hmm. was it, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, everybody, you know, wants to make money. We all want to make money selling cards. We do yeah. not sit here and say we don't. But it wasn't about, you know, in the beginning for me, I was young. It wasn't about making money. It was just about talking sports. Yeah. No, it was just the best time talking about who won the game last night or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the LeBron James coming up. I remember everybody discussing LeBron James in 2003, mm-hmm. you know, you know, about that. You know, it's just it's it was just an awesome group of guys. And I'm, I'm actually thankful, you know, to be in that era, you know, before yeah. the madness of now, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I know what you mean by it's nice to make money, but I think the shows are so much nicer if you go to a show and it doesn't matter if you like I, I always say on the pod, I said I can go to a show and not sell one card and I'll be fine. I'll go home and think about why why I didn't sell one card, but it, it's not upsetting to me. And to me, that that changes the whole outlook to me in the hobby. Like I go there because I like to see all, all the same people. I'm meeting the, the same people, the dealers and the customers are coming. I'm looking forward to seeing these people over and over and above, you know, any sales I, I could have. Yeah. The best times are just like, you know, because, you know, even having people in my square, you know, because I own the whole square at Hofstra. Right. And I just love the group of guys that I have in my square. You know, sit there, have lunch, talk sports, you know, walk back and forth. And, you know, if it's a little bit of a slow time, look, come over and look to see what what you're selling or what Rob is selling or what Austin is selling. And Eddie, 
you know, and stuff. And even this, uh, I call him little John, but he's taller than me now. But, you know, this kid was, you know, he was seven years old and now he's setting up at shows yeah. with me in my square at Hofstra. I, you know, it's just, it's an, it's an awesome experience overall, you know, and it's just that that's why I love it, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, it's it's one thing I'll point out. I see your wife all the time. She was there at the Hofstra show. She was there at National and really involved. That's awesome. I mean, just. just... Well, she's she well, she's the brains behind the, the madness. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> Isn't so, that always the truth, right? She's, yeah, she's phenomenal. She she does all the uh, the editing, the camera work, uh, all the paperwork. Yeah. All stuff that I don't I don't have the attention span to do, to be honest with you, because yeah. sometimes I'm all over the place. Yeah. But like, uh, you know, she remembers everybody's names. She remembers who's who. You know, sometimes it gets confusing when you when you a promoter of a show or and a dealer. Oh. Sorry. Sorry about that. That's OK. Um. So. You know, it's no, she, she's really the backbone of, of behind the diamond. Yeah. You know, I have the, you know, the knowledge of the, of the sports stars and, you know, cards yeah. to buy, but she's really the backbone of it. But, but you know, what a great partnership, right? If you can concentrate and do what you know what to do and she can concentrate and do what she, I mean, what a great partnership there. Oh, oh yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It free, it frees you up to, to go out and, 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 you know, get the cards you need and, and not worry about all the other stuff. Yeah. You know? Oh no. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she's, she can handle the table. Um, you know, she can, you know, I, I, and I don't have all my cards priced too. Like that, that's another thing. I don't have them all priced. Um, certain boxes I have priced, everything's off the top of my head, which yeah. is, which is crazy. So sometimes that's, that works to my benefit and sometimes it doesn't. But like, uh, I know, which is, I mean, I used to know the Beckett price guide inside and out, what prices used to go for, what cards used to go for and all that. So like, I don't price my cards, but she actually knows, she knows, Mm. she definitely knows what she's doing. Um, and she's definitely the backbone of behind the diamond. You know, a lot of people I spoke to that's been in this, the hobby for years would talk about never pricing their stuff because they knew exactly what the price was of everything. And they start saying today, and I, I always say it could be age, but they say to me that there's so many variations of so many different cards out there that it's so hard. Like sometimes you'll have, it used to be like you had one LeBron James, right? And one Michael Jordan, but now there's, you know, so many different, cards that you have to remember all the different like like it it becomes harder because there's so many different versions of the same player yeah no it is a little harder with the new stuff it is but like you know me what what i mainly do what i what i mainly deal with and 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 collect and sell is uh hall of famous you know hall of famers and stars so that's pretty cut and dry you know so once you know how much a frank thomas number two um, or like a Joe Montana number to 150, you're going to know what a Joe Montana out of number, number to 50 would be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, it, it's a, it's a little bit easier to know what these, mm-hmm. how, how much these autographs are, but I, I can see what you, what you're saying about, uh, you know, the whole bunch of different variations and stuff. It's, it is tough. It is yeah. tough, but that, that's the stuff that I actually price. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> And I know because I remember at Hofstra just seeing you. Had, how many cases did you have set up there? 
probably 15 had, cases, maybe 12. I had 12 cases, set 12 up. cases. Yeah. And they were full of car. Every, every case was full. So full. And, I mean, and I'm anal with my, I'm also <laughs> anal with my appearance of my showcase. Yeah. It, yeah. it takes me, it really takes me about four to five hours to set up at a show like that. Yeah. The East coast national is going to take me four hours because I need to have everything in that right order. You know, like yeah. this needs to be the basketball case. If there's James Worthy cards, they all have to be together. Mm. You know, uh, if there's, you know, John Stockton cards, they all have to be together. Hall of Famers have to be with Hall of Famers. Stars have to be with stars. You know, non-sports cards have to be with non-sports cards. I'm yeah. just, you know, I'm kind of, and, you know, again, like I don't have, uh, you know, there's 12 showcases full of cards, but they're not full of $10,000 cards. Mm. They're full of cards that are thirty dollars to a thousand dollars you know and that's that's my bread and butter you know i yeah. i just love to have an abundance of cards because mm -hmm. it's more of like if i ever stop doing this i have a collection that i that i enjoy you know yeah yeah so 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 let's just talk about um your style like your style at the show so your cards mostly are thirty to a thousand dollar cards. Are they graded? Are they ungraded? What what would you rather have in there? I I like you know like I said in my showcases I put cards from thirty to a thousand, um, star players that are hot, Hall of Famers. Even if the they're lower lower key Hall of Famers, I still put them in the showcase because you never know who what people are looking for. You know, uh, so. Football, baseball, basketball, uh, non-sports cards I love. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that's that's my that's my madness. So, like, you know, I, I set up a nice, you know, case of Hall of Famers basketball. Then I keep going and I just keep, you know, one case is probably a little bit better than the next. And then I just keep going and going. And I start with the, the baseball and the football. You know, I try to have it all organized for people. So when they come up to my table looking for uh looking for a chipper jones autograph you know i know exactly where it would be you know mm -hmm. you know it would be in the baseball section with the other eight chipper jones autographs that i have yeah. you know so like i like to have I, I i try to get 10 of each hall of famer which is crazy but like i i in my head i need yeah. to have 10 of each guy and you know it could be 10 Chipper Jones, 10 Frank Thomas, 10 Joe Montana's, you know, yeah. I, I'm just going off the, you know. But, but if you have 10 of each, right, when somebody comes up to your case, they're not going to miss it. If there's 10 cards in a row, they're not going to miss it. Where is yeah. if I just had one of somebody, they could, they could maybe just walk right by or just never, never see that one. But if you have 10, the chances of them seeing that particular player are, are very oh, high. It's right there, right yeah. in front. Try to I overlap a little bit. I try to make it like the uh, John Stockton section of the of the the showcase that I have, or you know, uh, or even the Magic Johnson showcase or the Larry Bird or whatever, you know. But like it's and the higher, I mean, like the Willie Mazes, the Will Chamberlains, you know, guys like that. I, I obviously don't have ten of, but like um, you know, Bird, Magic, uh, Abdul Jabbar, you know. Uh, it's just, you know, guys like that. I just have, I do have a lot of their autographs and I just keep buying them. I sell them and I buy them. Yeah.
And and do you grade them? Do you grade cards? No. no. Well, I grade rookies. I grade cards that I'm. I have like a different madness to this. You know, I don't grade every. And the only and the only grading company that I grade grade with is PSA. I would grade with BGS too. Like those are the only two. But PSA is number one for me. Yeah. Um, I don't send in. Uh, I only. I like to send in rookies. I like. I don't like to send in autograph. Like you know, autograph Hall of Famers. It just doesn't make any sense for them to be slabbed. You know, that's just my opinion. Um, because I think if it's for your personal collection, that's fine. But if yeah. for like a selling, you know, for a selling point, like it's a lot. It's a lot easier to sell a John Stockton regular flawless auto patch than a John Stockton graded flawless patch. Because even if it's a nine five or if you even a nine or whatever it is, or a PSA 10, it's just because that, that collector is not going to want to pay the premium for that graded John Stockton. Hmm. They rather spend a little bit less money and buy the raw John Stockton. Yeah. You know what I'm if, trying to if, say? if they're putting it in their PC, if they're, if they're, putting it in that PC or even if they're trying to deal it, you know, deal like, mm. you know, sell it or whatever. Mm. So like, I, I don't like to grade hall of fame autographs. I only like yeah. to grade rookies, maybe mm. Bowman Chrome rookie autos out of baseball. Um, I like the XRCs, you know, those, those definitely need to be graded. Yeah. Um, select silver prisms. I don't even think like the regular select stuff, you yeah. know, silver prism, like stuff like that. You know, mm. yeah, definitely great. You know, yeah. great. And then, you know, I, I did, you know, during the during the pandemic, I put in about a thousand cards. I did. Wow. But before that, I wasn't much of a grader. You know, I, I went against my my religion on it during the pandemic and I just sent everything in yeah. and it worked out to my benefit. But, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to send much in anymore, to be honest yeah. with you. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it just doesn't that's just not my my thing. Yeah. And people don't come to me for graded stuff, you know. Really, they they yeah. come to me. They know me as you know, Hall of Famer and star autographs and a whole bunch of boxes that people can look through and yeah, you know, pick through and stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, I do buy graded stuff. I'm not going to say yeah. I do, but it's just sometimes yeah, I it's, turn it's a lot interesting that. that you know. And I'm new. I mean, I've been doing it a year, but I'm new. You know, I'm new to to selling it shows. And it's interesting that people come up all the time. And if I have a raw card, they pick, pick it up. Can I see it? And they look at it and they're like, Oh yeah, this, this will only get an eight or, you know, it would be a stretch to get like immediately they're visually grading these cards. And now they want to start negotiating a price based on what they visually see on the card. So I, I, I'm just wondering, do you get this a lot with your cards? Do people oh, yeah. pick it up? And but I've been around, I've been around, I've, I've, I've heard everything in the book. So if they, if, you know, I'm not saying all the all the uh, guests or customers, you know, come to you come to your table are like that. They, you know, they they'll take a card and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, I'm looking to grade it." I'm like, "Okay, you know, can I take a look?" And I, and I open up the showcase, I give them the card or whatever, and uh, they'll they'll look, they'll analyze it. Oh man, it's probably only going to get an eight, and now in my head, it's probably going to get a nine. Yeah, it's going to probably get a nine. Yeah. So that off with that but you know you don't have to worry about selling if it's a raw card you're going to sell it for the raw price yeah even if it's a seven in their eyes 
an eight yeah. or a nine. You know yeah. what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, and, not, and I think uh, kind of the raw price is like around an eight or a nine graded, right? I mean, that's what the raw price is anyways. That's just what it is, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, no, I get I get a lot of that. But people know, you know, people know me. They don't come up to me that often and start, you know, checking with the, with you know, that you know, they don't they do not do that that often yeah. with my thoughts. Yeah. I have to avoid that. That's why I have stuff in my showcase that they don't have to. Because yeah. if, they, if they pick up that... Um, Larry Bird autograph, they're not going to check for condition. Yeah, yeah. No, you they, know, expect, they expect it with the age to be a little dinged up, right? Yeah, yeah, and if it's a thicker card, it's going to be, it's not going to be perfect. Yeah. You know, they're looking for that autograph. Mainly yeah. if the autograph that, you know, if the autograph is faded, if the autograph is light, if the autograph is nice and bold, they're going to mm -hmm. buy that one. If mm -hmm. it's a on card or if it's a sticker, you know, I know a lot of people like on card autographs but you know i sell just as much sticker autographs as on card because yeah. you know a larry bird on card autograph is 400 and a sticker one is 150. you know so people some people don't have 400 dollars to spend and they want a larry bird autograph yeah so that's just you know and they and they want to spend the 150 on it yeah so that you know that's i i try to cater to all you know all customers that have five dollars in that pocket, or that have a thousand dollars in that pocket. Yeah. You know, that's that's my that's my range. Yeah. I do have a couple of PC cars that are over that, but mm. other than that, you know, that's mainly what I bring to shows. Yeah. What what's your most coveted PC card? Well, I have a Mantle fifty three uh, PSA six. Nice. And how long have you owned that? Oh. Uh, a long time um yeah. well probably about 10 years yeah yeah did it well, come with a, did it come with a great story what did it come with a great story oh, a lot of this stuff comes with great stories <laughs> you know i i have a couple of great stories but i actually it really if you want me to go on i mean i i really quick i bought i bought this lot of i know it's not mantle's rookie but i bought this lot of graded stuff back in 2012 Every rookie, vintage, every rookie from the fifty, the fifty-one, fifty-one maze, I think it is the Bowman or whatever it is. I forgot. So fifty-one to like nineteen eighty, uh, a friend of mine had, and it was like, you know, guys like Johnny Bench, Robin mm -hmm. Yount, Joe DiMaggio, the play ball, Stan Musial, Yogi Berra, Whitey Ford. You know, the top tier Hall of Famers. Yep. Uh, Ricky Henderson. I think he ended with Ricky Henderson. And these were all like mid grade. Uh, the, the actually, the, uh, there was a 40, the 48 Babe Ruth was in that leaf, was mm -hmm. in that lot too. So, like, I bought a bunch of stuff off this guy. Awesome, awesome cards. Awesome cards for $8,000. And the mantle was in that, the, the 53 mantle. That was the only card that wasn't a rookie considered a rookie yeah. and then the 53 mantle was was in that lot and it was just awesome i mean there was a johnny bench psa 8 i mean that's big money now i don't have it anymore but that's big <laughs> money now you know yeah. like so i do have a couple of those cards left yeah. but i did sell the majority of it so yeah. and i don't regret it but you know it would be nice 10 years later to have them back yeah 
you know, I just sell some stuff, buy them gradually, you know, and get yeah. whatever car that I want back, you know. And and do you ever walk around the show saying, and you see cars to say like, I would buy this just to keep for myself, or you're just strictly like, I I would pick this up, I would buy these and just put them in my uh, put them in my cases. It's weird. It, it depends on how much money I have. <laughs> and it, it in my in my head it's it's all it's like i i go to a show intending to buy to to resell yeah and my collecting gets in the way a little bit too so like if i see an autograph baseball that i want you know and, I, and i'm thinking to myself like okay that's a hundred dollars but that's now a hundred dollars that i'm taking away from what i have off to the side i know it's only a hundred bucks but yeah. that hundred bucks can go to something that i can be you know make a hundred and like 20 bucks off on, on top of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. It, it depends like from show to show. I, I can't really answer that question. Because <laughs> it, it depends on what kind of monies I have available at yeah. that show. I would, I would buy a, a PC card if I have an abundance of money for mm -hmm. that, you know, during that show. So did you make any pickups at national? Yes. For, for yourself. Um, yeah, well I bought, about seven Don Manningly autographs to add to my, I think I'm up to like 90, <laughs> 95 yeah. Manningly autographs. Yeah. To be honest with you, uncle, like just cards from uh, the early 2000s and up, you know, so yeah. stuff like that. I think I bought like six or seven. Um, the first, the first day wasn't good at the national for me. Uh, I was very, I was negative about it, to be honest with you. Um, a lot of the dealers' prices were very high, but I get it. You know, I'm a dealer too. I get it. You know, they they want their money. They're paying for the spot, yeah. uh, and you know, it was just it was it wasn't a good day on Wednesday. But then it got better. Yeah. You know, I ended up buying more and more stuff. You yeah. know, Wednesday evening to Thursday, I bought the majority of my stuff, and then Friday, I went back to a couple of dealers that were giving some great deals. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the majority of that national, you know, dealers were high, but mm -hmm. rightfully so. You know, I mean, you know, they want they want what they want for their cards. Yeah, you know, I, I, I felt at national I priced my cards well. Um, they were slightly over comps, willing to negotiate on that. And I had a lot of people come and, you know, do just like really low ball offers on Wednesday, uh, which a lot of it that I, I, I mean, I sold stuff on Wednesday. I don't think I sold a lot of stuff on Wednesday, but I think as Thursday and Friday went along, people kept started coming back because they remembered and I could see them making notes like what's this table number, you know, what's this taking a picture of the card, putting prices and then coming back. And I remember a lot of people on Friday coming back and walking up and looking at the number and say, didn't you have this card? And I said, yeah, I sold that. And they're like, Oh, okay. You know, so they, they expected to come back and, and, get that kind of so so yeah i felt the same way i mean wednesday wednesday we set up in the morning and then we had all day it wasn't until four o'clock so they had all day to walk around and i felt the same yeah. way that I, I expected on wednesday to go buy a whole bunch of a whole bunch of cards and i think i only ended up buying one card on wednesday so yeah i definitely definitely felt the same way but i think i think the uh the prices got better as the days went on yeah no definitely went got better but i don't like to buy like i can't just buy one card at somebody's table i like to bulk deal yeah. you know i yeah. like to get more for my money you yeah. know like i like to gather up three four five cards and and get a better deal 
Uh, mm-hmm. So it's, it was tough for me. Like I said, the first day was tough. I think I bought a Sandy Koufax auto. I got a really good price. I think it was two fifty, dollars uh, And then I bought, which was crazy. I bought a, because I, I love non-sports cars. I bought a Martin Short auto. Uh, awesome. I, I, you know, yeah. I love Martin Short. I, I love, you know, but yeah. I bought it. I bought it. See, like, it's just, I bought it for $10 or for somebody. And I know it, I know it has to go more for that. I mean, it's Martin Short, you know, yeah. Yeah. and we sold it at the Plainview show this weekend for 40 bucks. Yeah. And then I didn't even look it up. See, look, see, that's, I didn't even look it up. I was just, I'm just going by what I feel it should be worth. Yep. And, you know, I made money on it. So I didn't really care. That's why I also give good deals too. Because I I bought it for ten, I moved it for forty, and then I I was like, let me. I was watching the Yankee game. I was sitting down, and I'm like, damn. I was just thinking about the Martin Short autograph off the top of my head. I don't know why, but I was. And I'm like, damn. I didn't really want to sell that. I sold a, a lot of cards, but I didn't want to sell the Martin Short autograph. But I did it. And then I'm like, let me see how much it's worth. You know, I'm looking. It goes to eighty bucks. Yeah. But someone and got a good deal. Yeah. Man, I said so. He got a deal off of me. I got a deal off of the other guy and everybody made money. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. And then I'm like, God damn, maybe I should have kept it, but <laughs> it, I can always buy another one. You know, I, I was listening to a, a podcast the other day uh, and, and the person on there said, and he was a dealer said, if someone comes to my table and pays, pays the price that I've got it labeled, either, either I made a mistake or they made a mistake. Right. They, somebody yeah. made a mistake. If they they paid sticker price, somebody made a mistake on it. Yeah. So yeah. that's and that that reminded me just just what you just said there. Yeah. Oh, so, so he you got a good deal on it, but he got an even better deal on it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was in a non sports box, you know, and I was just yeah. looking through it and it was that Wednesday. It was Wednesday. So I was pretty happy with the two pickups, because yeah. to be honest, the two pickups that I got on Wednesday, the Martin Short and the Sandy <laughs> Koufax with the two best deals. Yeah. So I got the Koufax for 250 and the Martin Short for 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. And the Koufax sells for about 375 and the Martin Short sells for 80. I sold it for 40, but it sells for 80. Yeah. So, you know, it's it was a really good, you know, it, it was a really I guess it was a good first day. I only bought yeah. two pods, but it was a good first day. Yeah. Saw a lot of people that I that I know in the business and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh and you know, Thursday got better. I mean, I ended up coming home with probably a a two row box full of stuff. Oh, nice. Uh, yep. You know, just different types of stuff that, that I like a George yep. Sisla cut autograph, um, mm-hmm. some baseball hall of famers, you know, some football hall of famers, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of basketball. I didn't go crazy with basketball, but mm-hmm. basketball too. And, you know, a lot of $3 cards and, yep. you know, put in my boxes and people, so people can go through them. Yeah. Is that where you get most of your product is through shows? No, I actually, um, through people call me tons yeah. of lots, almost every day for deals and, you know, and stuff. I'm actually going to see a deal today, yeah. uh, out East and he has, uh, like five, three row boxes of like cars that are like $3 to $30. And I love that type of stuff. And yeah. it's actually, it's perfect timing because the East coast national is next week yeah. and you get to that stuff the Hofstra show is around the corner too. So yeah, yeah. You know, I, I can get, I could throw it in my storage and get to it. But you know, mm-hmm. I love that type of stuff because you know, that stuff you buy for a couple of bucks each Yeah, and you, you know, you're not going to sell all of it, 
but you'll make your money back and have inventory. I think if you have enough, I think if you have enough room at your tables, it really works well. And because I know when I started at the shows, um, I started with what I called the soup box. I had a big box and it was full of all different things. And, and although I made money out of it, I found that, um, it blocked a lot of people from looking into my cases where, where the, my more expensive cards that I wanted to sell. But when I had two, two people or three people going through the boxes. So I always felt like if I had purchased two tables and put all the boxes on one table and then my yeah. cases on the other table that it would work out. But I, I haven't gotten to that level yet, but I, but I think at some point, um, I, I will, because I, I do see those boxes. I mean, I watch at some of these shows, people just show up with their own chair. And they put their chair down right in front of the box and they just start going. So Ken, like if you, you know, you can sell, you know, I'm not telling you how to sell, but like you have a box, you have boxes and you sell a hundred $3 cards. I know that's 300 bucks, but you can buy $300 card to put in your showcase. You know what I mean? And that $300 can turn into 350, right? Eventually. So like, how I set up my, you know, it's all about marketing because my, my background is uh, I was a chef and uh, I, I was in the food business for about 20 years, 25 years. So uh, I ran convenience stores at Stony Brook University and stuff like that. So like it's all about marketing. And that's why I have, you know, at Hofstra, you see I have like a U, a yep. U shape, right? So I have six showcases in front of me. Then I have two tables full of boxes. And then behind me, I had the other six showcases. But if I have like a showcase in a box, a showcase in a box, you know, it's not going to work because just like yeah. that, people are going to go through your boxes and people are just going to look over shoulders, you know, and it's not going to, you're not going to sell anything out of your, your showcase. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and you also have to be organized with your boxes too, all baseball, all football, all basketball or whatever, you know, 25 cent boxes, 50 cent boxes and all like, you know, whatever. But like, it's, it's all about, to me, it's all about appearance and marketing when I do these big shows. Uh, the smaller shows, I, you know, I, just, I don't put out that much. I just put out whatever I grab out of my storage for that day. Yeah. You know I mean? and, yeah. I just, and I just, you know, hopefully I make table plus more and, you know, and go about my day. I usually make a lot more than that, but, you know, it's, it's good, yeah. you know. As long as you pay for your table, right? As long as I pay for the table, it's a, it's a win situation. Especially if you're on YouTube and you're doing a couple, you know, some content and you're making people happy and, yeah. uh, you know, and then a couple of people come up to you and say, oh, I watch your YouTube and now they're yeah, cool. You know, it's, 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 yeah. it's nice. It's a, it's a good feeling that I, you know, people learn, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's learning about. Yeah. And yeah. they like that. They like that a lot. I mean, it, 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 it's just a content. Yeah. People, people like that. Just like what we're doing here. Right. Just putting that yeah. content out that, you know. Just a yeah. couple of guys talking about cards and shows and things like that. But people love this content. Yeah. They love, they love the content. They love, you know, everybody has their own uh, niche, right? And they, they do their own thing and they, they like, they like my, sh- my show content, you know, the fellow's mm-hmm. point of view and, and stuff like that. You know, everybody yeah. has their own little thing, yeah. uh, you know, and also the, the two shows that I run, uh, you know, I run the, I run two shows. I run the Hicksville and the Babylon. Um, Babylon's 95 tables and Hicksville is 50 tables, uh, both in Long Island. So I, and I, you know, I do videos. Well, not me. My girl does the videos. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She does editing. She does a lot of it. It's like I said, the, the backbone of 
of behind the diamond, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So one thing you mentioned at, um, at the national to me, which, uh, I was surprised and maybe you can explain a little more to that is you said you, you don't do any trading. No, I, I, <laughs> I don't, I, I trade with kids that, that I, I'll give a, a deal to. Like if, if the kid comes up to me and they want to a trade, a $10 card, I give them a $20 card, you know, yeah. like out of my boxes and yeah. it's like a, you know, like a Patrick Mahomes Jersey card. If you could, if somebody wants to trade me a Patrick Mahomes Jersey card and, you know, I'll give them, you know, $40 in value out of my boxes. So, you know, they, they win, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just, that's the only trading that I do. I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie. I mean, I I've done trading, but like, I just don't feel the, the need to trade. Uh, like I, I just can't explain it. It's, it's, it's when you, most of the time people come up to your table, they want to trade you cards that they can't move. That's just my opinion, um, opinion on that. So mm. why, why am I going to take cards that you can't move? You know, unless it's New York base, right? Yeah. I guess, you know, maybe. So like, I, I just, I rather just buy it. If I have the money on me, I just, I'll just buy the card. I don't like yeah. to give up cards. I like to have more, maybe because it's just a, a thing that I do. I, I like to have more inventory. Yeah. yeah. Inventory is everything to me. I, I just, I love boxes and boxes of stuff. Um, I don't have to have the best cards, the the best cards in the room, because that doesn't necessarily mean that you're the best dealer. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say, or yep. the best, uh, or, or or the one that you, the one, the dealer that makes the most money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, if you have two showcases of five thousand dollar cards, you know, to me that's that's I guess it's impressive, but I rather have an inventory. I rather yeah. have a hundred thousand dollars worth of inventory at a show and 12 showcases. That's just my opinion. Yeah. 12 showcases of hundred dollar cards. That's mm. just my opinion. I, you know, I just can't, I, I just, I just don't like to trade. I just don't, I just don't like to do it. I, I don't have any other like opinion on it. I just, yeah. I'll trade with, with friends, you know, to that's about it. Yeah. Just I know not, they make such a big deal. They make such a big deal about trade nights, you know, at all these shows, two day shows in the national, the, the, such a big deal about trade nights. I am just curious if you, if you even, uh, attended any of those or you just avoid the them. Trade night at Hofstra. Yeah. Yeah. I ran the trade night at Hofstra cause it's my hometown, you know? So, yeah. you know, I did run that trade night, but ask me if I, if I made any trades, <laughs> I, did not, I didn't make any trades. Yeah. So I do respect trade nights you know I, I i know a lot of the kids love to trade and that that's that's what i like i mean it's it's the, the hobby is growing and yeah. more kids that come to more kids that come to the shows you know they'll come to the trade night and if they move cards and they trade cards to get a better card you know they're gonna then maybe one day those 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 kids are gonna be dealers yeah and yeah. it's never going to mm. you know fall you know what I mean? And yeah. they just keep going and going. Um, so I do attend trade nights. I did not attend any trade nights at, at the national. Um, I'll, I'll probably promote trade nights cause I did run two trade nights in Hicksville. Um, but again, 
Mm. All I did was buy at my trade. Yeah. I don't like to give up cards to get cards. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I, I may, I may sound stupid, but I just don't, you know, why yeah. should I trade a, a Mac Jones for a Trevor Lawrence? Like it, I, I don't know. It's just like, I'll just buy it. Yeah. I mean, unless, unless it's going into your PC or something. Unless yeah. it's going into the PC. Yeah. You yeah. know, you know, if somebody has a Don Manningly card that I want and I don't have the cash on me to do it, maybe I'll try to give up something, but I just not, that's just not my style. You know, I just yeah. don't. Like it. It's interesting when, uh, at Hofstra at the last show, um, okay. You, know, you had a lot of kids. What's that? I'm sorry to interrupt with the trading too. Sometimes it just doesn't work out because pe the comps that people do see when they come up, aren't the same comps that you're looking at they always look at the higher comps yeah. not the average comps yeah so like if if you know and and i don't want to sit there and, and start looking at the phone and be like okay but it, it went for 100 on this day and then it went for 60 on this day and then 80 on this day they're gonna want a hundred dollars yeah hard when you realistically should just should really want the average price well actually it's even more though right so people like i'm on facebook and instagram all the time and people say you know for sale a thousand dollars trade value 1200 so immediately they want yeah. more money for for to trade it than they do for a cash yeah that, that just doesn't benefit me you yeah. know I buy it for a50 yeah <laughs> you know what i mean, just, know what I mean? Yeah. like if they want yeah. it i'd rather just buy it for a50 like yeah. why going to give up $1,200 worth of stuff for that card when, you know, that's a thousand dollars. So it just never, it just never pans out. <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah. I always, I never turn anybody down. If they want to trade, they, you know, they want to show me stuff. I don't turn people down, but I just say nicely, like, you know, I look at the cards and I'd be like, you know, nah, there's nothing for me here, you know? So, yeah. you know, but I do buy. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do buy when, yeah. when, if it's, you know, a good deal. Yeah. And that's what national was. Everybody was, you know, the first few days, everybody, I mean, even probably all through Friday, everybody that came to the table, are you buying? Are you buying? I, you know, I, I've never seen so many people selling cards on the other side of the table, you know, than, than when I went to national. Um, and, and, and if I had a half a million dollars, I would have spent a half a million dollars, right? Just oh, because. Okay some of those cards were just unbelievable that were showing up at my table. Tell me about it. Yeah. 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 There was a, there, there's unbelievable card. There, you know, the national is great because, you know, you see cards that you normally don't see at smaller shows or even at the, the two day shows and, and stuff like that. So like, you know, national was fun. I mean, it's always, it's always good. I know Atlantic city had a couple of, you know, ups and downs, but you know, it took me two and a half hours to get there, two hours to get there. So it was great for me. Yeah. Um, you know, buying was a little here and there, but I ended, I managed to end up still walking out with two, two rows of cards. Right. Yeah. Yep. It was, it was a success, you know? Yeah. And I, and I sold about every card I purchased probably within minutes of buying, I would sell the cards. And I just knew because people, you just hear what the people were asking for. They were coming up and asking for certain cards. And then when somebody said, are you buying? Uh, yeah, let me see what you have. And, you know, and it was, you know, like Tua, Davis Mills, uh, you know, just certain people. I mean, Tua cards, I think I bought 12 or 15 Tua cards and, and two of them I sold before the guy even left the table. You know, that's how fast yeah, people he, were buying them. 
he's right now, isn't he? What's that? Isn't Tua hot right now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was hot at national too, and yeah, who knew, right? <laughs> no, no, no. He's he's been yeah heating up a little bit. Yeah. Well, I, since I, they traded Tyreek Hill there, you know, yeah, they, they feel that, that's why too. So yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. football. I can't wait for football. Unfortunately, I'm a Jet fan, um, <laughs> but I can't wait for football. I can't wait for Yankee. Yankee uh, postseason ball, right? And yeah. basketball too. You know, yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. It's going to be an awesome next half of the year of shows too. So, you yeah. know, you'll see the the October Hofstra show is much better than the April Hofstra show. Yeah. It's it's going to be insane because it's it's. Was that, that was my that was my first show. That was Hofstra was my first card show, and it was the last year. Uh, I was trying to remember. I couldn't remember if it was September or October. It was October. No. Did you? No. Did you set? Uh, didn't I set you up at the East Coast? No, no. We said I set up at Hofstra in the spring okay. with, with you. But my first card show that I ever went to was Hofstra. But it was it was in the fall. Yes, 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 yes. And that was the best show. It was and it was actually what was it one day, right? Because yeah. no, I think it was a two day, but was I was only there on Saturday. Yeah. No, but then Sunday, I think they uh, they called it off because we were having a hurricane here. I think. Yes. Yes. That's ex- yes. That's ex- that was exactly it. Yeah. So you came on the day where that show was probably the the most attendance in <laughs> all of you couldn't even walk in that show. Yeah, you couldn't even move in there. Yeah, you couldn't even yeah. move, and that's. And for Saturday, usually that's that's Hofstra, but this was just over, over. It was it was insane. That was probably the best Saturday show ever yeah. at yeah. Hofstra. Yeah, yeah. We showed up. I was there with Rob, sports card therapist. We we went down together, and we showed up an hour before it started, and the line was just it was so long just just to get in, and it just worked out. We were at the end of the line, but the end of the line they they made that. But almost they, you know, they started moving people and say they're going to put you in a different door versus the door everybody was standing in. And they looked at us and they said, no, 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 you know, come this way. And they ended up putting us at the front of the line. We were at the back of the line. We ended up at the front of the line. I don't know how that happened, but we were the first ones to to get into that show. And and it, within probably 20 minutes, it just went from being a, you know, like, oh, this is cool. You know, like looking and and next thing you know, you were just wall to wall people in it's there. Yeah. Best one day show I've ever had. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was supposed to be the two day, but the one it, it didn't even matter that we didn't have the show. Everybody was upset. Yeah, uh, it, the hurricane never hit. Have Sunday. Yeah, because it was well worth <laughs> this that Saturday. It was just an awesome, awesome show. And, and Hofstra is Hofstra is just a great show, and I feel so comfortable there. And I mean, that's my show. You yeah. know, like yeah, I, I just love that's my it's my hometown. People know me. I just feel the most comfortable there. Yeah. Uh, and it's always been a great show. And usually yeah. Saturday is usually better than a Sunday anyway. But it's just always been a great show. I, I love Hofstra. Easy, yeah. win, you know, the ramp right down. It, it's it's just everything about it. 15 minutes, 20 minutes away from my house. It's just, it's yeah. just an awesome show, you know, for me. And it's no, there's no Friday, right? It's just Saturday, Sunday at the Hofstra? Friday is set up time. Just set up. Set up. Yeah. yeah. And then you can get deals on Friday too, you know. Yeah. You... So, but then the East Coast National is actually back 
with Friday. It used to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The wow. East. And then he stopped that and only made it Saturday and Sunday. And everybody was like, ah, oh, man, you know. And then now he's back doing it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, which is so awesome. What are the hours on Friday? Uh, Three to seven. Three so to the, seven. Yeah. Um, You can get there at seven, eight o'clock uh, Friday morning to set up. Yeah. Uh, so I do recommend that, you know, because after you set up, you know, you could walk around and, and look for deals. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That, that's exactly my plan. Just get there early on Friday, set up, and then just walk the floor Saturday. I mean, Friday, then, yeah. you know, do set and then run. Because it's easier. I find it's so much easier to go walk around before the shows open up and you can really talk to people and you want to negotiate things like that. Once these shows get going, it's just you, you really it's so hard to go try to, you know, leave your table, like leave somebody say, hey, watch my table for a few minutes and try to go, you know, make deals somewhere. It's, it's just not fair to the person you're asking, you know, to watch your table. Yeah, no, Friday is the best, man. I mean, unfortunately, I probably won't be able to do that because it takes me four and a, four or five hours to set up. <laughs> but like, you know, I usually have that hour gap between like two and three, you know, yeah. the last hour to walk around and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, uh, you know, it, it's it's I hope I mean, it's not hopefully it's, it's going to be a massive show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whoever's watching, I recommend going to that East Coast National it's three days and it's just so, going to be nasty. Yeah, August 26th, 27th, 28th at, yep. at Rockland Community College Fieldhouse. Yep. 500 yep. tables. It, the setup is going to be like the Hofstra setup. They're going to be squares. Yep. So four boots and a square. Yep. Um, I know TNT is running a trade night. Mm -hmm. Teddy, he's running a trade night for those um, like the trade nights. And, uh, which night is trade night? Saturday night? It's Saturday night, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's it's I I just think it's gonna be a massive show. Massive. Yeah. How, how many tables are Hofstra? Hofstra is I think three hundred. Three hundred. And this this is five gonna be five hundred tables. Yeah. This is gonna be definitely bigger, five hundred yeah. and yeah. a lot of dealers that um a lot, of, a lot of dealers that are going to go to this show, the the East Coast, are dealers that normally don't set up at Hofstra. So, you know, Hofstra is more of a local, like a, a glorified, you know, one day local show. Yep. You know, most of the dealers at Hofstra are are local guys. You know, a few guys from Connecticut would come and maybe Jersey, but like, but the East Coast National, you're going to get guys from all of east coast it, 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 it's gonna be it's gonna be an awesome awesome show mm, nice. it, i mean i i, I believe it is <laughs> so. yeah well i'm looking forward to it and i'm looking forward to setting up with you again over there yeah no me too yeah mess, mm. i'm gonna mess with rob a little bit this time around <laughs> and see what he's buying maybe and stuff like that mm. i know he's starting a uh off the top i know he's starting a, a john stockton personal collection huh yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I, you know, it's funny when I heard you mention that, I'm like, Oh, I, I, I just recently heard this too from him. Yeah. You know, John Stockton's always, I, I mean, I, I love John Stockton. He's one of my favorite players. I think he's the, in my opinion, I think he's the second best point guard to ever play the game. Yeah. That's my opinion. 
if not, it, you know, if people don't agree with me, he's definitely top five. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just, he was just a pure point guard and I watched and I was, and I was thankful to watch his whole career. So, mm-hmm. you know, like it's just, it, you know, magic is obviously better than him, but again, magic's a six foot 10 point guard, you know, John Stockton, John Stockton has records that are never going to be broken. Yep. The assist record and the steals record. You know, yeah. just just think about that too as a point guard. You know, he played defense. He was just he, he was just a phenomenal, phenomenal player. He made Carl Malone better. You know, and and you could say they Carl Malone made John Stockton better, but John Stockton was the one that passed him the ball, right? So like, yeah, yeah. so it's those are just two. Those are two records that I I really even Chris Paul is a great point guard, right? And he's not even close to breaking that John Stockton assist record. Yeah, yeah. Mike Jordan was a great defensive player, right? Steals-wise, not even close to breaking John Stockton's steals record. So, like, you know, those two records and, you know, and also consecutive games played. Yeah, I think yeah. seasons without missing a game. Mm. So I know all about these players. So it's not only, like I said, it's not only about cards and making money. I know all about these players and I take pride in, you know, yeah. you know, watching the game and yeah. just loving these, loving these players and collecting them over the years and stuff. So yeah. I say that's the easiest thing at the card show. Like if you're selling a, selling a card of a player that you watch player, you know, or you know, the sport and, and it's so much easier when somebody comes up and, 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 and asks about a card, you pick it up. Now you can have a conversation about the team or the player or some records or something. And, and it just becomes more personable and then almost could turn into a friendship. Right. I mean, the well, the next thing you know, you're, you're happens. following. It, it turns into a friendship. Yep. You're right. But, and you also, the majority of the time you sell the card. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it, you know, you, it, it's worth it. You know, even if it's a $20 card, now you have a friendship. Now you have a connection and that person that spent $20 with you is going to come back at the next show and spend $40 yeah. and then come back to the next show after that and spend $60. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've seen that plenty of times. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, you're exactly, you're exactly right. And I, and I, and I get excited over it. That's why I'm so <laughs> excited right now because it's just, you know, I love talking about the players, especially the hall of famers and, I even know the players even before my time stats and what they did in their accomplishments. Yep. And it's just a little bit of background that you mm-hmm. can just like sell the card a little bit more, yep. not care about comps at that <laughs> point, you know, just did, did the they, did that. they ever use that word? Did they ever use that word back in your day? Did they, you know, did they compare never. it? Never. never, never, never from 2000 and, no, from 1998 to 2012, maybe 14, maybe 12, the word comps wasn't even in the at shows. Yeah. It was whatever you you know the Beckett Price guy you know or the or what it's selling for or the trend. Yeah, I mean you you looked on eBay, you did, but like it wasn't like people having their phones. And you know, again, I I I mean everybody's using their phone. I'm not saying that I don't use my phone and, and look up comps. I do, you know, I, I do because that's just a source of getting an average price. Yeah. But like it, it, when you, like we just go back to like, if somebody were talking about 
I know James Worthy is on top of my mind. I don't know why, but James Worthy, I love James Worthy. And, I, and he's so underrated. But, like, if somebody comes up to me and, he, and they want that James Worthy card, I get so happy because it's like they're coming for a player that had stats better than most of these players that are playing today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and these play and the people that come up, most of the customers that come up to me want Durant, want Westbrook, want Harden. And then you think about it and you're like, why? You know, like yeah. James Worthy was just as good. And then somebody comes up to me and they want a James Worthy card and I have 10 of them or 15 of them. I sell them the card. But it gets you, it gets, it gets you excited because you know, they're thinking the same way you're thinking, right? About that card. Yes. And, and I sell it to, after we talk for 10, 15 minutes and that's when my girl kind of calms me down and they're like, Oh, you know, John, you know, you get, you're distracted, this, but there's five other people that want your attention over here. And, I, and I'm talking about James Worthy, and she calms me down. And it's just like, at that point, sometimes I even give the card for free. Yeah. <laughs> it, to be honest, I do. You know, yeah. I've done that before. Like, you know what, bro? You know, awesome conversation. Take the card. Yeah. You know, come back. You know, we'll talk more. And then yeah. usually that person would come back and they'll buy something off of me yeah. or we'll have another great conversation. Yeah. We'll come back and they'll be like, Oh, here's a John Stockton insert that you, you know, and you would, we were talking about Stockton or worthy or whatever. Yeah. Here's that. And then we'll, yeah. you know, and then we have a friendship and then yeah. friendships turn into deals. Yeah. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram. I'll follow you back. Next thing you know, you're messaging each other over certain things. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's just yeah. that that's why I love the shows. And it brings me back to 1998 to 2005. You know, when it wasn't so gun ho about like, oh, this card's a thousand dollars. I want to get this card graded. You know, oh, I I wanna, you know, I wanna make the most money off of this card. It wasn't it wasn't about that. I know, but it was it wasn't about that then in '98. It was more of just liking the player, selling the player, and getting more of that player or player. You know, that's how it was really like back, you know, and it's not even that far away, but it's, it is, it's 25 years. I can't believe it, you know, (laughs) and, and I never forget, like, you, you know, as soon as I walked into that show, you know, it was just, and I still remember it and I, and, and I'm remembering it more, more and more now because that's the, that's the show that I run in Hicksville. So I remember times that we were in the small room because I have in Hicksville, there's two rooms. I have 30 tables in one and 20 tables in the other. Yeah. And, you know, we moved from this room to that room. And I remember my first spot, I'm like, you know, and I tell these deal like they, they care, <laughs> you know, but I tell these deal is like, you know what? This is the spot that I first set up at. My first show was in this spot. You're lucky you're sitting in this spot, man. This is going to be a lucky spot. And they're like, all right, John, you know, whatever. They may think I'm a nut, but, yeah. you know, most people do. But they know but how you feel. <laughs> they know how I feel. Yeah. And, and, and then a couple of them come up to me and they're like, John, that's a great spot. And I'm like, yeah, man, I put you there. Don't worry about it. So it was a, you know, it's just an, it was just awesome back then. It's awesome now. Um, I'm glad that I had two storage units full of stuff during the pandemic. Yeah. Gotta be grateful for that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, thank God for that. And I sold cards and I'm just happy you know and you know 
stuff that back in the day that I that I wish I had now. But you know, you can't think like that. And no. one more story that you should know, and if I didn't tell you this was, um, was the let me, let me can I tell you the best box that I opened up because I used Absolutely. to break yeah. a lot of wax. Um, tons of wax I used to break. I used to come home with cases and cases of stuff, which I don't recommend doing, <laughs> guys. You know, that's, just my, that's just my opinion. But back from back in 2005 to 2014, 15, I broke tons of wax. I bought deals, bought collections, broke wax, bought comics. So you know how that goes. It's a lot of money and a lot of money spent and a lot of money lost, to be honest with you. So was awesome but i'll tell you this one one thing that that i opened up which i probably would be a millionaire right now if i kept it um 2006 2007 or it was either 2007 2008 or 2006 2007 i I've, i'm getting mixed up with the year upper deck exquisite basketball came out with the box you know um, it was $500 for a box of upper deck exquisite basketball. And that was a lot of money back then. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, in 06 or whatever. So I had the funds, my kids were young. I had the funds to do it. You know, I'm like, all right, let me, let me treat myself to a box. Right. So I went to Seymour's house. He owns, uh, he owns, uh, a store in Westbury and he was the biggest wax. Well, he is the biggest wax dealer in Long Island. And I actually used to uh, work for him every once in a while at shows. He used to give me, a, at the big shows, he used to give me a little piece of his table and I used to sell all his boxes. So I knew what every what was in all the boxes. So I went over to his house and he had a case of Upper Deck Exquisite Basketball and he knows that I love basketball. And he's like, he's like, I'll sell you a box. And I'm like, all right. I was like, I only have, you know, enough for one box. Like, oh, you know, why don't you buy the whole case? And I'll give it to you for 1400 I didn't have the money. And I was like, nah, I just, you know, see, he's like, no, oh, you can owe it to me. I'm like, nah. <laughs> I, no, I was like, you know, I owe Izzy money up at Tri-County. No, no, I can't do this. You know, I'll just buy one box. So I bought the box. He opened up the case and, he, and he's like, all right, you know, pick one. I, I took the one in the middle and he's like, oh, you're going to open it up here. And I'm like, nah, I was like, I'm just going to open it up at home. He's like, Seymour, you don't care what I get in these boxes. You're a wax dealer. You're not a singles guy. He's like, all right, cool. He's like, just call me if you get anything good. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I was home watching the Jet game uh, with my son. My son was probably like three or four years old. He was sitting next to me. I opened up the the box. Upper Deck Exquisite comes in that that like cherry wood box, yep. but the black. It was like it was black. It wasn't cherry wood, but it was like a black box. And it said Upper Deck Exquisite, beautiful, right? So you pull. You pull the but you open up the seal on the box. You pull the box out. I'm pulling the box out, and I see an autograph on top of the box, the upper deck exquisite box, and I see it. And I'm pulling it out, and it was in gold, gold or silver sharpie. I think it was gold. And then I see it, and I'm like, that looks like LeBron James's autograph. So I'm pulling it, pulling it, and I see twenty three slash twenty three. Pulling the box. The other side was Michael Jordan. Oh. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, 23 of 23 with the with the COA sticker on top of the upper deck. Yep. It's a box. So I didn't even get to the pack yet. Right. <laughs> and I didn't even know, I didn't even really do a lot of research because I wasn't a big eBay 
computer guy, you know, then. And I didn't do a lot of research. So I called up my buddy, Ralph, which who has a ton of knowledge, uh, hot rookies on Instagram, uh, hot underscore rookies. He's got a ton, ton of knowledge. So I called him up. I'm like, bro, I was like, I just opened up the box of the upper deck exquisite. I bought off of Seymour and I was like two autographs, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, 23 of 23. And he's like, John, he's like, you, you might've got the LeBron James, Michael Jordan box. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, cool. All right. All right. I'll give you a call after I open it up. And he's like, yeah, he's like, open up that pack. He's like, I guarantee you everything is going to be LeBron James, Michael Jordan. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm getting excited night, right? I open up the pack. First card, Michael Jordan base, 23 of 23. Oh. <laughs> Second card, Michael Jordan dual patch, LeBron, 23 of 23. Everything was 23 of 23, right? Everything was 23 of 23, but then it got better because then it was a dual autograph and two dual autograph patches. On six sick box and made made it to three shows <laughs> and to believe it or not people weren't going crazy over this um people were like oh, awesome call you know you know at the show you know you you're showing it off right yeah you know, yeah, yeah. You, have the games. you know you have it in your showcase and i have it amongst of all my hall of famers in 2007 i had an awesome collection right so i had it all you know whatever and i had it up on top of my showcase closest to me right I have it. I had it all nice because I love presentation of cards, right? I had the box. I had the, the the cards all fanned out and stuff like that. And a couple of people. It went to the Huntington Hilton show out in Long Island. It went to uh, the Bordentown show in New Jersey, and then it went to the Small Hofstra show when he had the Small Hofstra show. And nobody gave me. There was no. People came by. Oh man, that's a cool autograph. Ah, cool, cool duel. Yeah. Oh man, LeBron James. Cool. You know, nothing like it would be today, right? Yeah. Yeah. What are the? You know, what are these? It would be a golden like? today on auction. <laughs> it would be in golden on auction, probably for over a million dollars, right? Yeah. So, again, now, you know, I'm younger and I like to flip, so I was like, you know, I need to get back my five hundred bucks. Right. And I'm like, let me let me see if I can move this and made it to three shows. And now I have it for four months. You know what? You know, I want to sell it. I want to try to, you know, maybe take what I make from that and buy more stuff. Right. So I ended up giving it to a buddy of mine that had a store in Frank Franklin Square uh, out in Long Island. And he put it up on eBay and. He put it up on eBay. I think we put it up for $20,000 on eBay. We got numbers, you know, are fading because it's been, I, I told the story plenty of times, but numbers are fading. But I think I sold it for $17,000. Wow. I took, I took it for 17 grand. I ended up giving, I was very generous, which I am for you guys don't know, you know, I do give a lot of cards away to kids and all that. So I was generous. I gave Rob. Van was the owner of the store. Rob was the one that put it on. Um, and they had it in their possession. So I gave Rob a thousand dollars for all for for doing that for me. And I also gave Van 
$300 for just having it in the possession in the store, you yeah. know, kind of took care of it, you know, like right now it's hard to trust people. Right. You know, like, yeah. you know, so I, I trusted them. They sold it went well, you know, no returns, no nothing. Right. I ended up grossing maybe 14,000 after I gave, you know, the fees and yeah. I gave, you know, Van and uh, Rob his, this stuff. Van and Rob, I also met at that 1998 car show in Hicksville. So, you yeah. know, it's just, it, it's just like a trickle down effect. So all sure. this and now we're seven years later, right? Or eight years later, and we're still friends. So it's awesome. You know what I mean? So, you know, make connections at shows. So that's that's my thing too. Uh, the <laughs> whole point of the story. So, whatever. So, I got like fourteen thousand, and I'm like, oh man, easy transaction. The easiest transaction of money that I've made, and that's the most money I've ever made uh, at you know with cards, right? At at that point, and cool. So I see they sold it to a guy in Wisconsin. He bought the whole, obviously the whole thing. And then like years have gone by, you know, again, like I said, I'm not like a look up eBay, you know, person and stuff yeah, like that. But you want to go check in on that little, uh, see where it happened to it. See where it's at. I didn't check, but I was cooking. I was in a rest. I was in at my job. I was behind the line. I was cooking. I was sweating. I was all this and I'm flipping and I'm, you know, doing whatever I have to do with it at my job. And Ralph texts me. And this is 2016. Ralph, the, the knowledgeable one, right? <laughs> my buddy. So he texts me and he goes, guess whose card this is? And I'm like, what does he want? You know, I'm busy, man. I'm on my feet 12 hours a day and I'm cooking, whatever. And then I look at it and I'm looking and I'm like, oh, it's Michael, you know. Michael Jordan, LeBron James. And I'm like, okay, let me, I'll call Ralph after done, uh, after I'm done, you know? So I called him up. It was midnight or whatever after I closed up or whatever. And I called him up. He's like, John, he's like, did you look at my picture? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, that was your card. It's a 9510 auto out of Beckett. And I'm like, really? And I'm like, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, he's like, did you see what it sold for? And I'm like, no. He's like, the guy that you sold it to must have, like, maybe just sold it separately because it was just one of those cards. Yeah. And it was a 9510, and it sold for $68,000. And <laughs> Just one of them. <laughs> just one of them. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, it's a 9510. I got a little bit of a premium, but premiums weren't, like, huge back then from, from my, remember, knowledge, whatever. But it was still a bit, it's still whatever. So $68,000, right? And I was like, damn. And that was, that's the actually the, the the closing of the story. And I didn't see any other cards here and there, but but it was just an awesome, you know, awesome pull. I I think I do have pitches somewhere, but it's been a long time. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm gonna try to dig them out, you know, somewhere because some maybe some people don't believe me, but uh, <laughs> you know, but it was a. You know, I did make fourteen thousand, well, thirteen five. Yeah. You know, and that one card did sell for sixty eight. And I'm sure if if I kept that together and I put it in a safe and I brought it to the national this year at Golden or whatever, that probably would have been over a million dollars, right? Yep, I bet. Even if you had that whole set, could you imagine that whole set? Would that yeah. have gone for? Yeah, the whole yeah. the and all. You know, yeah. so yeah. you know, I mean, it, it, it's a lot of ups and downs, right? That's yeah. what 
find it, it. If you spend enough time in the hobby, and I've spent such a short time, I've had I've had great lucky things happen to me in this hobby. But I could imagine if you spent 20, 25 years in this hobby, you have a handful of stories of these great things that have happened to these great wax pulls or a great purchase or a you know a flip or something like that. You know, I just oh, good yeah. thing good things happen to happen to you. Yeah. Good things and bad, right? You know, both yeah. breaking, you know. So like that's you know, yeah, you've been, I've been around a long time. I do have tons of stories, you know, nothing as more than that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I don't, I don't know too many stories that could top that. <laughs> no, but then people say like, John, you, you sold it for what it went for back then. Yeah. You know, I got my money. It's not like yeah. I, yeah, you did well. Yeah. And considerably. I, like if you think about in 2006, what $17,000 was worth compared to, today i mean you that may have been 25 or thirty thousand, right i mean so so you, you actually did pretty well considering. yeah I did good you know yeah do you wish you had that yeah but i not yeah. only that but i wish i had other cards you know yeah. I, wish I had the uh the the 54 bowman mantle that i broke out of leaf best of baseball in 2012 you know and it was an it was a psa 9 you know like i wish i still had that you know yeah. what I mean? Yep. It, no, you just, you know, you're just gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get some good deals. You're gonna break some good boxes and you're gonna break a lot of bad boxes, you know, yeah, you yeah. some good and bad, man. It, it, yeah. it, that's how it goes. And I probably broke more bad than good, you know, yep. just, Same here. You no, know, it's, and this was cases and cases, you know, of triple threads and, and yeah. Bowman Chrome and yeah. stuff like that and football like just stuff yeah. that i didn't really need to open but i did because it was yeah. because it was I, just, i've i've made a commitment like i started really i love to rip wax but i've made a commitment not to rip retail boxes like if i'm gonna if i'm yeah. gonna open a box i'm gonna invest in a hobby box or something that i've got some kind of guarantee whether it's good or bad that comes out if i'm gonna make the investment i'm gonna invest in something that's guaranteeing me something to come out of that yeah, you know, I never really broke. I mean, I did, like, you know, when you go to Target and you, you're there shopping and you you take and you see a box of blasts and I open one up. But, like, I never really broke retail. I, I, that's yeah. just, no no way. And I hate all that retail stuff, especially the football retail stuff. Like, that's just overloaded. Yeah, yeah, that, over overprinted. Leave what Justin Herbert rookie selects are, like the concourse ones. They're like three bucks. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, just I can't believe how much like they they just. Well, I know I, I can't believe it. I know stuff goes down, but like, it's just I never really break retail. It was only hobby, and I only broke when, you know, when the prices were. Yeah, good. yeah. When I could walk out of Tri County up at Tri County in, in Levittown, Long Island, Izzy is one of the other best wax dealer. I I go up there. I used to go up there once a week. And I used to walk out of there with like <laughs> U boats full of stuff, and I'd be like, yeah. "All right, cool," you know. And it used to be only eight hundred bucks, but yeah, I yeah. been up like twenty five boxes, mm -hmm. and I'm not joking, you know. Yeah. It, you know, that's a fun. That's a fun day. Yeah, that's a great day, and I've yeah. had. I, I have to be grateful for this hobby, and I have to be, you know, really, yeah, really grateful for this hobby that I could still. Mm -hmm afford to be in it and uh enjoy it you know make new connections now with instagram and you know yeah. running shows and and stuff like that you know it's just mm -hmm. it's it's just an awesome hobby and 
and I, I think I'm going to try to be in it for another 25 years. Right. I mean, nice. Oh, yep. I, hopefully I'll be right there with you, John. Yeah, dude. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I hope, you know, you know, Jimmy, you know, that one, the one that runs Hofstra and the one that runs, you know, the East coast national, he's taking over the, uh, the, the big national. Oh, he is. Yeah. Wow. Part of the, the new management team. Nice. So him, his partner, Brian and, uh, the guy that runs the Philly show. The, so, you know, it's, it's them three. So that's, wow. that's a really good, you know, good for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, good for me now too. <laughs> yeah, I have a really good connection with Jimmy, and uh, you know, and it's just connections, making connections. Yeah. Yep. Like I say, you know, in my in my YouTube, it's not all about the money; it's about yeah. the right. Yeah. So, yeah, the love of the games, you yeah. know. So that's it. All right, John. Look, we're well over an hour. We're gonna uh, we're gonna shut it down. Uh, but thanks for coming on. Really enjoyed the conversation. Looking forward to setting up with you at East Coast National. And uh, maybe we'll get you back on right before Hofstra. We'll chat again. Yeah. Hofstra is, uh, I think, the 16th and 17th of October. So, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, man. And I'll see you in a week, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to be all fired up. I got somebody <laughs> coming, you know, bringing me comics, too. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That's good now. I got um, you, too, right? What's that? You might be bringing comics, right? You're going to bring yeah. comics? Yeah, I'm going to bring comics for you. Check out. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, John, just tell everybody where they can uh, get in touch with you, where they can find you. Uh, you could find me on Instagram uh, at behind underscore the underscore diamond. Um, you can even look me up uh, because I run two shows in Long Island, uh, the Hicksville sports card show and the Babylon sports card show. And uh, that, that's about it. You know, and what, you, what, what about the YouTube channel? My YouTube channel is behind the diamond cards. Uh, and you know, I, 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 I think I put out some pretty good content, knowledgeable content and, uh, you know, and that's it. Great. Great. Thanks for being on John. All right. Thanks, Ken. Peace out. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, be good to yourselves and everyone around you.